Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. What is up, Waffle Gang? I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some Reddit stories. We're checking out a collection of Reddit stories today, so we're going to be starting off with relationships, then moving to malicious compliance with a bit of I don't work here, lady, and finishing up with some entitled parents. All very spicy today. Get involved by clicking that like button, maybe that subscribe to, maybe that notification bell as it all really helps out our channel. Let's jump straight in to the good stuff. Much love, guys. Now, as I said, we're starting off with relationships from OK Letters Head, who says, Toxic friend I've tried to ghost is acting like an obsessed ex, and I don't know what to do anymore. As brief a history as I can manage. I female was friends with this person, F, many, many years ago. After working and going to school, hardly ever being at home, I didn't have the time to always be around, to take her phone calls and talk to her. After months of her calling constantly and becoming frustrated with my inability to be available, she became increasingly frustrated and angry. When we did talk, I explained to her that I was working and going to college and that I was extremely busy, but that we should catch up soon. She hung up on me and the next day she began leaving really shitty messages saying awful juvenile things about me. She went on this way until I eventually changed my phone number, at which point she then began to send me postcards with horrible things written all over them. This went on until eventually life changes caused multiple moves across the country. By this time, Facebook was just becoming the big thing online and she found me that way. She wanted to apologize for everything and explained to me that she had grown up from the experiences and that she felt badly about the way she treated me. That she went on to find spirituality and wanted to be better herself and make peace with me. Still cautious, I told her I was happy she made efforts to work on her problems and I foolishly let the past go. She wanted to remain in touch. I absolutely did not want to give her any of my new personal contact information. She already had me on Facebook and I felt that was more than enough. After about six months, she decided to delete her Facebook because she literally only had like two other people on her friends list and she wanted another way to stay in touch with me. I reluctantly gave her my email address, but certainly not the one that I used by default. Moving to the present time. Over the years, she would send me multiple emails a day, obsessing over one thing or another, and I just did not have the time to reply to all of the emails and give her my undivided attention. I had a baby and I was very preoccupied and exhausted. Whenever I did email her back, it was not often and the emails usually very short. It has felt more obligatory than anything else. And as the time went on, it became too inconvenient for me to try and keep up with her obsessive emailing. She kept saying how much she had changed and she understood that life gets hectic slash there's not always time to stay in contact constantly. But then the emails began to ramp up and they started getting more and more frustrated sounding. I've tried over the years to be nice and non-confrontational, but even killing her with kindness does no good. Things came to a head when last year she really crossed the line, started looking up information on me online and sending me the information. 
in addition she started sending letters to my home address i was horrified at how easily accessible my personal contact information was i had no idea how easy it was and even more so that she was looking it up and throwing it up to me like that was totally normal she also made a point to talk to me about how she had been looking at my property on google maps and asked about various things she had seen i have no words really after talking to the so he suggested i just say it's not the right address and he would return all the letters sent i went with that and she continued to harp on the information that she keeps getting online after that people were telling me that it was time to basically ghost her because trying to talk to her or even be straight with her would only set her off and she would go psycho again so i ghosted her my emails thus far had been extremely short and uninteresting that one would think she would either get bored or just realize that we're not as close as she seemed to convince herself we were and move on i stopped replying to her at all ceased the contact completely and i stopped even opening that email app today i opened the app where i keep that email after not looking at it for months and there were 117 emails from her this is not a typo 117 emails the most recent ones from this week are sending me links to websites where she says she is still looking up and finding my information and if it's not correct then why is it listed on these sites although i did not read 99 percent of the emails the list of emails does show the first two sentences of each message and i could see the growing anger and frustration and her old familiar self coming back for when she said things like i don't want to have to resort to name calling but and then snippets where she is obsessing on what she could have said or did to piss me off and how she has expectations how often a friend should get in touch and how disappointing i am you cannot reason with a grown middle-aged woman who is clearly dealing with emotional and mental instabilities i can't just lose touch like what happens with many friends and life just moves on i can't just ghost this person i couldn't just keep the occasional contact with her and keep her at bay I can't tell her anything straight out without risking her completely flying off the handle and reliving the first time she went psychotic. What else can I do when there simply isn't any way to successfully bring the situation to a close? At this point, I'm waiting for her to start harassing me and people that I know as well. I feel as though I'm never going to rid myself of her. 117 emails and you didn't reply to any of those and they still kept posting them up to this very post by the sounds of it. And whilst I feel for anyone who's, you know, suffering from mental health issues or whatever it is that's going on in this story, there's never an excuse to harass and stalk you and basically upend your life by making you feel uncomfortable in it. But I would have thought like in this sort of day and age, you can report like getting that many emails and how you're uncomfortable and all the evidence you have as harassment anyway and maybe get, can you get a restraining order on that sort of stuff? I'm not too clued up on that. I'm just sort of throwing things out there at the moment because from your last sort of paragraphs there you've left like it open-ended you said you can't confront her straight away because I, I don't know what would happen if you confronted her i sort of think well in some ways you know at least you know if she does blow up off the handle then i would definitely get a restraining order you know but i guess there's always that risk of escalation i don't know let's check out some of the comments to see what they say with just obsolete who says talk to a lawyer like yesterday show them those emails block her on every platform do not engage lock down and privatize all your social media give friends family a heads up to block any contact or potential contact from her block any new account she makes to reach out to you block 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 keep blocking look up stalking resources and follow their advice 
Rainbow Sand Metal says you're 45 and have had a stalker for ages. Non-confrontational become a dumb idea the second you started a family. It's way past time to become angry and done. Tell her you don't care where she stalks. Use that word too, your info. It's wrong. You have no desire to continue contact and wish her the best. Delete the email she has, but keep copies of every single mail. Get a RO. This woman is stalking you and it's time to cut, block and never reply again. Chopper the Hopper says talk to a lawyer and block her on everything you can. Also start Googling yourself and contact companies where your info pops up. Spokio, white pages, real people, etc, etc. All have remove me request pages. It takes work to remove yourself from the internet, but you can at least reduce your personal visibility. And one more from Clever Latin Motto says, one, research how to go dark on the internet and do just that. Two, take down all your social media. Three, talk to a lawyer about how best to protect yourself against stalking. You won't have a lot of legal options, but slapping your stalker with a cease and desist order, for example, might be effective. Four, your one contact with her will be sending her an email where you say, do not contact me ever again in any way, shape or means. That's pretty standard stalking protocol. But do talk with your lawyer first. Five, in the future, remember this. Stalkers can live on the tiniest kibble of attention, no matter how nasty and negative. Any reaction from their victim translates into about six more weeks of stalking. So apart from telling her to never contact you again, you never under any circumstances acknowledge your existence. Six, start a file and put every piece of communication you have from her in it. Seven, read the gift of fear. Eight, take your safety very seriously. Stalkers can be dangerous and just because she doesn't live near you now doesn't mean she won't in the future. Consider installing cameras and good outdoor lighting, for example. Nine, talk with your lawyer about letting people know you're being stalked. Your and your husband's place of employment may need to know that your stalker could possibly up the ante and try to contact either of you at work, for example. You get the idea. Dealing with a stalker is a long slog and I'm sorry you have to go through this. P.S. Ghosting does not mean pay less attention to someone. Ghosting means disappearing without warning or explanation. What you did was not ghosting. Something to keep in mind for the future. Now, how would you deal with this situation? Maybe you have dealt with a similar situation before. Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next story. And next, we're going to roll over to malicious compliance with Waste Isopod 3368 who says, Call the police? Sure. In our mid-twenties, my husband and I purchased and moved into our rather modest first house with our infant daughter. I made a big effort to meet and befriend our neighbors and all of them warned me to be careful of one particular person, Jane. Jane had lived in the street for three years and at this point had earned herself the nickname Big Fat Jane as she was manipulating, intimidating and thoroughly awful. Jane ran a daycare from her house, but neighbors on both sides reported hearing her scream at the children and leave them unsupervised in the garden. It's important to note that Jane's partner is a police officer. The neighbors were scared of retaliation if they reported her or stood up to her. It seemed Jane would use this to get away with her horrific behavior. Our house had a driveway with a drop curb big enough for one car, but we could fit both if you blocked in the first and only used the second car. Parking on the street was very limited and we had double yellow lines outside our house. Not allowed to stop slash park there. During some essential roof work, our driveway was taken up by scaffolding and a skip, so we parked in the street and my husband parked outside BFJ's house. The next day when he went to his car, BFJ came running down her path shouting at him. She screamed about his anti-social parking, that his car would be towed and that he could expect it to be scratched up if he left it there any longer. 
My husband calmly explained it was a public road and she had no right to police the space. Her screeches at this point were loud enough that I and several neighbors heard and came to see the commotion. Her partner was perched at the door during all of this, saying and doing nothing. When she saw me on the pavement with our daughter, she pointed and screamed, you'll have the social on you if you don't fuck off. I'll scratch you right up. At this point, I told my husband to come back. We were calling the police. She responded, call the police. Fucking dare you. He's, pointed at her partner, a policeman. He'll fucking sort you out. You won't know what hit you. At this point, my husband looked at her husband and said, is that right? And you're agreeing with what she said. The partner nodded and said, you need to move or accept the consequences. You call the police, it won't get you anywhere. Funnily, when I took out my phone and dialed the non-police emergency number on speakerphone and made a police report, both of them looked a lot less confident. BFJ stood there, open-mouthed and grabbed her partner and slammed the door, and we haven't heard from her since. Her partner was placed on suspension due to the allegation and further allegations from our neighbors. He then returned to an admin role. After confrontation, BFG was given a warning for public order offense. However, due to the number of reports, her daycare closed and she is no longer able to mind children. The house is up for sale. However, as she made a number of modifications without proper planning or works people, its price is significantly lower than they expected and they're in negative equity, all because of a parking space. Damn it. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's one of those ones where I just want to be there, where he's leaning on the door, just sort of there. Yeah, that's what happened. And then when the phone comes out, the face is changing. That would have been just the golden moment. I wish you just took a photo of that and put it up here as well. Oh, man, I do love a malicious compliance. Got a feeling this one might be a UK-based one as well. Not totally sure on that, though. But what do you guys make of this story? And we'll move on to another one. And our next story is from I Don't Work Here Lady, titled, I Got Fired From A Job I Don't Work. I work for Nabisco as a sales service representative. I go from store to store in whatever region I'm assigned to for the day. I spend usually two to six hours in each store, depending on the amount of product in the shipment. Today, I was doing my normal Walmart service and something I could never imagine happened. I'm required to wear pants and a collared shirt for my position. It's not really a big deal, except on the hot days when I leave the stores to enter my car, that's a ripe 110 degrees. Today, I was wearing khakis and a blue collared shirt. My first mistake. All the Walmart employees wear blue and a crossing guard bright yellow vest. I was doing my usual thing, throwing Oreos on shelves and making sure the writs are all straight when a new Walmart employee came over to me. He said, hey, there's a mandatory meeting for us in the receiving deck. I said, sorry, I don't actually were. And he cut me off saying it's mandatory. Instead of putting up a fight about it, knowing I had to go to receiving to get more product, I went with a new dude. I got back there and walked by a group of employees gathered around the store manager who I had several conversations with before. 
I thought no biggie, squeak on by and just get one box of chips ahoy and then leave. As I walk by the group, I hear a faint, excuse me. I turn around to see a woman I've never seen before. I guess a woman from regional doing some sort of wellness and performance check. I said, can I help you? The woman said, actually, yes, you can help by joining us. Once again, not wanting to get into confrontation, I just walked over there and decided to try and wait it out. The woman went on and on, but didn't seem to stop. I tried to sneak away, giving the store manager a little nod, kind of confirming that I was going to leave. I stood up and the woman had more things to say. Woman said, excuse me, who gave you permission to leave? I said, I don't actually work here. And I got cut off again with a woman saying, it's a rhetorical question, sit down. I decided that I was just going to walk away. After all, I didn't actually work there. I walked over to our back stock and grabbed the cookies and left. After around 45 minutes of stocking shelves, I had to go back and grab more items from the back stock. I returned to the back room and proceeded to load the boat with more products. Lo and behold, regional lady approaches me. She says, extremely disrespectful to try and upstage me. What makes you think you can do something like that to a higher up? Trying to explain, I said, I tried to tell you I don't were and was cut off again. No, 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 you don't talk back to me. Pack it up and go. I was absolutely dumbfounded. It was so cliche, like bad movie cliche, but I was going to do what was requested. I packed it up and left, leaving a half-loaded boat in the back room with me. Later, I got a call from my boss saying that Walmart called complaining I didn't finish the case shipment. I explained the scenario and was off the hook. I like to think the manager will now have a half stock cookies and crackers aisle and have to personally stock it for not standing up for me. And we're going to start off with Texas Yankee on this one who says, First skill that a manager needs to learn, but many won't because of a huge inflated ego, is to listen to people. Managers would learn more about what they're supposedly managing and know about an issue before they make a fool of themselves, but some people just can't be helped. But unfortunately, that manager will tell one of the other workers to do the work. They will not stock themselves. Too high up to work. JR says, probably that manager you know that called to complain about you not doing your job. NoahCat73 says, I quit that job because the mileage and time spent driving was not worth it. I learned quickly not to wear a green polo to Publix. The customers would never leave me alone. I noticed that my coworkers who didn't wear the car keys and polo got done faster. I started doing the same and it was so much quicker. I wore nice black stretch pants and long solid knit shirts that let me stoop and reach easily. My boss never said a word. And Ursine the Mad Bear says in quotes, I like to think the manager will now have a half stock cookies and crackers aisle and have to personally stock it for not standing up for me. And then says, you think a Walmart manager is going to do actual work? Not a chance in hell, none. Some poor worker is going to have to finish it on top of all their other work and get yelled at because they didn't get everything done at the normal time, even with the extra task. And one more from Nimalus, who says, I wouldn't have let it get past her. You can help me by joining us. I'd have said, why? I don't work here. I'm just a vendor. If she continued to interrupt me, I'd have just stopped trying to explain myself and started ignoring her as I did my work. If that didn't fly and I was asked to leave, I'd have contacted my manager first and informed him, her, what was going on. I wonder about that store manager though. Maybe there was malicious compliance on his, her part after being told by a regional woman to not interrupt under any circumstances or something like that. Yeah, maybe there's a story under malicious compliance with that side of the story. (laughs) Now, what do you guys make of this story? And we'll move on to a story from Oh, we haven't been here in a while. Entitled, Parents. Let's get involved. 
And this story comes from Rambo Robertson's 20. And I saw the title and I thought, I haven't read it yet, but I saw the title and I thought, we got to read it. The New Neighbours. You know I love a neighbor's story. Well, I had a heck of a weekend. That should have been nice and relaxing. To start, I went to visit my parents this weekend, who are both just yes. My parents live in a fairly expensive and safe public neighborhood that they retired at to after a long career life. Nice school in the community, a few community pools, a few trails in the same area. Average homes here are around 1.5 mil, but because it's a public community, meaning it has no gate to enter, it picks up crime every few years. Lately, there has been break-ins near the top area of the community, where there is crime in a normally safe area. This can put some people on edge, reporting everything. My mum got reported for walking the family dog at 7pm, on the same loop she does every day at the same time for the past five years. A bit on me. I'm six foot, big beard, bald head, moderately built and tend to wear button-down shirts when I'm not working. Where my story begins is just outside my parents' place. Since it's a public community, all the streets are public as well. It isn't illegal to park here if you aren't a resident. It's just out of the way of anything but homes, so there isn't really a reason for anyone who isn't visiting or living here to park here. I have a brand new Chevy Colorado ZR2 truck. I parked it literally outside my parents' house and visible from their living room window, which is where we were sitting and talking. I'd say about 45 minutes later, a tow truck pulls up and starts hooking up to my truck. I run out yelling obscenities. Tow truck says they had a call about an illegally parked vehicle. After explaining that it's a public area and it is by no means illegal to park here, I asked for the contact info of the reporting individual. I didn't get much, just a first name. Karen, just for the sake of the story. I asked my parents and they gave a fair-sized frown like they already knew it had to be her. My parents had new neighbors that moved across the street a few months back. I'll save some of their stories for another time. I'd rather not get too sidetracked. I walked over to the house, see various toys and such all over the front side of the house. A bit messy, but I was a mess as a kid too. Knock, knock. No answer. Ring the buzzer, which is one of the ring cameras. I then hear a bit of yelling at her kids to stop running around. Now I know she's home, so I just kept ringing the door. As I'm waiting, I notice that she has multiple cameras on me. Important later. She finally answers the door. She asked me what I want in a bitchy tone, in a calm voice because she seemed a bit annoyed already. Why did you call a tow truck on my vehicle? She said, you shouldn't be parking there. I've never seen you before. It's illegal to park here if you're not a resident. We don't need convicts around here looking for homes to case. I said, convicts? What the duck? Why the duck would you think that? This is a public street. I can legally park here anytime I wish. I'm visiting my parents and have a right to park here without being towed. Leave my truck alone or I... And I'm not even going to elaborate. I walked away. Not 10 minutes later, I looked into the window to see two boys, maybe 10 years old, egging my truck. I ran outside, grabbed the hose and sprayed the boys and my truck down. Thank God for a thick wax coat. Guess which house those two boys ran off to? I decided to leave it be. I'm leaving in 30 minutes anyway. 15 minutes later, a police officer walks in front of our door. I open and talk with the officer. He says, is that your truck? I says, yes, it is, officer. We received a report that the owner of the truck was driving recklessly in the neighborhood and almost ran over two children. After getting out the vehicle, he yelled at the children and proceeded to hose them down with a strong water hose. I say, officer, that's a heck of a story. Would you be interested in coming into my parents' home and we'll pull up the cameras while I explain my side of the story? He accepted and we entered the house. 
While we've used my parents' cameras and I explained the sequences leading up to the current, I explained the full conversation I had with Karen, including her insinuating that I was a convict and that I partially made a threat. I apologized that I should have caught myself sooner. I apologized that I should have caught myself sooner. I also mentioned the multiple cameras Karen has at her door. Police officers, thank you for your time. I may be back in a bit after I talk with your neighbor. 20 minutes and a bit of yelling in the background later. Police officer comes over and says, I've talked with a neighbor about her and her children's actions. Will you be interested in pressing charges for the destruction of property? I said, no officer, they're just kids, likely doing what Karen told them to do. Were you able to check on the cameras? Police officer says, all right, no, she denied access. She shouldn't be bothering you again, but if she does, please don't hesitate to call the non-emergency line and ask for myself directly. I left not long after. So far, there hasn't been any retaliation against my parents. And I don't know what it's like because it's obviously different laws and stuff, different countries, but I'm assuming this is US-based with the Chevy truck. I'm not sure though, maybe just presuming there. But when you're pressing charges, surely you wouldn't be pressing charges against those children anyway. I imagine they're way too young. So you'd be actually pressing charges against that Karen, which I think would have been the great thing to do. You know, you should have done it. The, for the minimum, there'd be something on record of her behavior. I don't know if the police have to report what was, what was done in this situation anyway. Maybe they do. So maybe it will be on record. But people get real riled up about parking spaces, don't they? Viking Ames, who says, I'm surprised they didn't charge her with filing a police report. PK Otto says, I would advise your parents to keep those cameras focused on any area which this neighbor and her children have access to enter the property. They should especially keep them focused on any guests they have parking in front of their home and warn any guests about said neighbor and her children's behavior with you. Rosie Daisy Danley says, for the record, you wouldn't have been pressing charges on the kids. It would have been on her. Next time, with people like her, there's always a next time. Press charges. What do we say, people? We had said it in a while. Always press charges. <laughs> Gadget's dad says, My granddaughter was getting her hair braided in a private home. I went to pick her up at the appointed time. They weren't done yet, so I settled in to wait. When I parked, the woman across the street gave me an evil glare. I smiled at her and waved. 15 minutes of peacefully, quietly sitting in my vehicle, police arrived. They had a call that I was being suspicious. If you're that fearful, get help. Now, what do you guys make of these stories? What do you make of the collection of stories? Do you prefer a collection or do you prefer to like stick into one subreddit at a time? Occasionally, I like to like mix it up a bit, you know. Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. And if you do have a moment of your time, would you please consider clicking that like button as well? Sends good signals, helps me out, all that good stuff. And just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for being involved. So I will see you. You cheeky so-and-so in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.